Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of a Techno Wizard. Yeah. It is. Uh, I should have looked at the date first. I do this every time. Wednesday, December 14th, uh, 2 p.m., 2022. And today I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. I mean, it's the same thing, really, but, you know, different environment, I suppose. So, actually, like I think I mentioned. Whatever when when whenever was the last one that I wanted to do this daily, this week since I'm off, but that didn't turn out to 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 happen. You know, it's been rainy and cold all week, and it was very frustrating. Because at first I think it was what Sunday or Saturday that I did this episode or the the last episode, and it was nice. It was nice outside, so I thought that would hold, but it, that did not hold at all. And then what made it worse is that I tried to do it the following day, but then for some reason my recording didn't stick it didn't uh save so i just got uh frustrating i was just like you know what fuck it <laughs> but um yeah i still wanted to get the feeling of like i like the feeling of like trying to walk around um and do stuff like that because this is really loud but i have uh, <laughs> so what i did today what i'm doing today i jumped in no man's sky which i haven't played in a long time i've been wanting to play no man's sky for a while um, I mean, I <clears throat> I got the game on release like all those years ago, but I rarely ever played since then. So now I am going to try that. I'm gonna just get in my ship in No Man's Sky and just you know explore the universe while on the stream and or while talking on this podcast. I see that gets a f- familiar enough feeling for me. Anyways, so some of the things that has been on my mind recently that I want to talk about. Um, last, uh, now I forget when it was, I don't know, but was it this weekend or the last weekend? I don't know, but I did like a, um, event, a community service event, um, where we were giving food and doing like a Christmas thing to, you know, folks that were, you know, struggling, um, in the east side of Atlanta. Um, and it was, it was just so sad um like what folks are going through but it was so cool to be able to help folks out but was it was really frustrating and anger inducing to see that these people you know they have to be forced to live in this can i go in here like a a glowing volcano (laughs) but they're 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 living in this freaking um place that is you know called the economy hotel right and this is in candler candler road on the candler side whatever you call that and it's so sad that a lot of these people right are living in this economy hotel shitty ass looking hotel in in a not good area um you know like a small little one bedroom type of uh environment and it's 430 dollars a day $430 $430 a day for this shitty ass uh hotel. And that just really made me mad, right? Cuz at the same time I I've been researching for like um I've been researching for for housing, right? Cuz we have this I I've been thinking about um trying to live you know, together, not only with my partner, but with some other friends. We, we were thinking about doing, like, maybe a community 
living type of situation or something like that. But um, we just couldn't really... I've been trying to find houses, right? But a lot of them that you find... First of all, it's hard to even find something that's like an actual multifamily house, right? So a lot of the houses are like, you know... Um, oh, I almost went back into the planet. Go up, go up. Sorry. <laughs> a lot of houses you you find, you know, the the most bedrooms you might find is like, you know, five bedrooms. That's like the most common for a big house. But the five bedroom house could be, you know, two hundred. No, really, up to five hundred thousand dollars, or even more, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars, right? So I try to find a house that has like a lot of bedrooms and see if we can, you know, maybe split the rent or something like that. Um, but like the the only one I've really been able to find is like, you know, a seven bedroom house maybe. And for some reason, they only have like three baths, four baths or something like that. And that's not super great for like a, you know, multifamily kind of situation. And it, and it's just like a regular house, right? It's not like a a, a courtyard situation or like a actual multifamily house i've only found like two places in the entirety of atlanta okay it was a couple more maybe like three or four right of multifamily housing and every time i find one right you got this disgusting stuff where it's just like oh uh this would be a great investment home where you can you know buy this and uh offer you know or, or have, have them charge rent two thousand dollars of rent and make your investment back blah 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 blah, blah. so it's so sad like the only times you even find any sort of multifamily house or anything like that is people just trying to turn it into some real estate, you know, multi-level, you know, uh, investment thing, real estate investment. And that, it just angers me because like when you look into the whole point of community and, and multifamily housing, like the whole point is to, you know, share with a family, <laughs> with different families together. Um, but you didn't, you, you just don't see that type of real estate available. And it's certainly not because people don't want it, right? People try to try to uh, do that all the time in their own homes, um, even if they're not zoned for multifamily housing, right? I've I've lived in several homes like that. I know several people, quite a quite a bit of people who do that, um, but it's not encouraged by the market, right? Because it's not as monetizable. It's not as profitable. Um, if a whole bunch of people live in one house and split the rent versus everybody get their own house, right? So it it gets it's so disgusting in that in that way. And then at the same time, right? Um, what I also saw was like the few ones with a lot of bedrooms, with like more than nine, ten bedrooms, are fucking million dollar homes. I'm talking. You know, two million dollars, five upwards to fifteen million dollars. I think I saw a home that was fifteen million dollars here, here, here in Atlanta. And guess what? That thing only had like nine or ten bedrooms and freaking sixteen baths. Why do you need sixteen baths and nine bedrooms? Like, what is going on here? And you know, they look. You know, these homes or these mansions, really, that's what they are. These crazy grand uh, mansions have all this space, have just, they just have white marble walls and floors and countertops, and it just looks so clinical, right? It, look, it looks kind of disgusting in some ways. Oh, I just ran into an asteroid. Um, and I, I just really hate that because I'm like, 
Damn, so you're telling me the only time you can have a large house, a large property, where you can fit multiple people and, and you know, have a good time together and, you know, share this, the rent and all this other stuff, is if you buy a freaking mansion? A, man, a, a million dollar, multi-million dollar mansion that is not really designed to, to, ha to have people living together? And what makes this even worse, on top of all that, is is that these homes, you know, nine times out of ten, have uh, I can't even call it a home because it doesn't look like a home, right? It, it's just these, you know, there's only like one person living there or two people living there, you know, or they turn it into a party house, right? It's some rich person's second, third, fifth estate. And they sometimes throw a party there to show off every now and then and things like that. Like it's, I just hate like how a lot of these, you know, um, properties and things like that are honestly just a freaking waste, right? It's a waste of space. And even though the housing problem is not really a space problem, like it, it, we have plenty of housing for people that are struggling to find homes, right? The problem is not the housing. It's the fact that it's unaffordable. It's the fact that, you know, they're being developed to, you know, to make a bunch of money. And it's more profitable for a real estate agent to to buy um, a whole bunch of property, right? And then keep a large percentage of that property vacant so that they drive the price, the, uh, the quote-unquote uh, value up so they can, you know, of course, uh, drive this, the, the price up. So I'm just like, damn, man, that's, that's really fucked up. Oh, no, no, stop. Okay. I'm trying to get into this ring. Is it actually a ring in it? Or is it just light? I think it's just light. Unfortunate. Um, but yeah, like a lot of these places that you see, oh, it is a comet area. I'm like in the in the in the, in the rings of one of these ring planet. It looks kind of like a Saturn, <laughs> and it's a whole bunch of asteroids here. Oh, I almost ran straight into the spiky thing, spiky asteroid. Interesting. It's like cosmic dust everywhere. This is cool. This is really interesting. But yeah, um now I'm shooting asteroids. Very fun. Very fun. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, No Man's Sky really got you know the the feeling down, right? The vibes. Um, but sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> this is a problem with playing video games when I'm trying to do this, uh, this podcast instead of just walking around. Um, so yeah, like a lot of these places, right, are pretty much, um, you know, just there to drive up prices. And so when I look at the fact that a lot of people struggling to find a home, you know, are living in these super expensive places that are terrible quality, and yet, you know, not too far are these mansions, these big houses and stuff like that, um, and is uh, on, on top of all that, right, there's a huge amount of places that are just empty, right, right next to Can Candler, um, that Candler place that we were, we were at, there's a whole old mall, or whatever, some plaza, some strip mall or something, that's just abandoned, right, it's just abandoned. Like, there's nothing there. Um, 
the shitty parking lot and it's just just a whole bunch of land that nobody can use right that's just neglected <laughs> so i'm just like why don't we use all this land you know more productively and that really all this stuff really just comes together to just make me extra extra <laughs> angry and like sad about what's going on <sighs> so some of the, some of the things i cuz you know i like to think about you know solutions and ideas for how we can do these things better um and whenever i think about these sorts of things i think about like how can we uh let me drink some water i think about <clears throat> how can we use how can we use you know these radical ideas to just be better right to to um to take this property oh, what's this sorry <laughs> i'm getting distracted here the station core um i don't know what that means okay um but yeah i i, I keep thinking like how cool would it be to to basically buy like land you know if you want to go the legal route i mean <laughs> Honestly, you should we should think we should be thinking about squatting more, like upgrade squatting and stuff like that. But you know, that's alleged. You know, that's just you know, no, 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 idea stuff. But like, how can we like see the idea of taking a lot of this land and turning it into little communities, right? Like, imagine a big old mansion where instead of you leaving it empty or you know just for a party house or something like that, you turn it into a a mini community, right? Where you say, okay, you know. I'm going to, oh, excuse me. I'm going to invite certain people here, you know, people I trust, people I know who are struggling, right? Not just other rich people or other, you know, well-off to well -off to do people, but like people who are struggling and could use the help who, um, and things like that. And you say, oh, oh yeah, come, come live here, right? Um, so you have them come to this, this mansion and then you turn that into a community where people can... Oh, it opens. Nice. Well, people can learn how to, how to, uh, how to live there, right? They can grow their own food there. They can, they can, um, you know, have like a server farm and stuff like this. They can turn it into a school even or any number of things, right? Like how awesome would it be if we were to to just open it up for people, right? Where all this land that's out there, instead of just using it as uh, speculation and all this other stuff, wow, this is a big ship. Can I get on their ship? I don't think they'll let me, right? <laughs> but uh, instead of using it as speculation, um, it says unoccupied. Oh, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, you can use it instead for to to teach people how to actually you know be in micro communities, right? So what I would love to see is people like um, how do I take off? Oh no, that's that's to get out the ship. 
Um, I don't know how to how to take off. <laughs> e. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. So it took <laughs> it took me an embarrassing long time to realize I have to hold down W to uh, take off from the spaceship, which is kind of confusing in some ways. But I guess I get it. But anyways, um, I forgot what I was saying. But overall, I think um, oh yeah, just just being able to create create a um a community, you know, where you can. Can I not get out of here? R. But yeah, create a a way for you to for you to um Sorry, I'm looking at this galactic map. <laughs> I got really kind uh... But yeah, oh goodness, sorry, sorry y'all. Um, I think it would be cool to be able to buy up land, right? Get people on these communities and things like that, and then um, actually use this property for building that sense of community, building these 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 areas and things like that. Um, what I found that's that's really kind of frustrating about all, all this is that there are plenty of people who will love to be able to, you know, live on their own, um, but more importantly, live with a group of people who they trust, right? And then develop a a sort of base of power. Uh, or really, I should say a base of, uh, of just, like, support, right? Like, something I think that's really missing today is this this realization that we are we can and should be self-sufficient right and as powerful and useful as it is to live in a society or a civilization where you can get your food from all over the world and all this other stuff you you don't have to worry about you know your own um infrastructure you know plumbing food um all that stuff the reality is that abstracting this the way we have today really takes away from each person's individual power right it makes us more and more dependent upon the people in power the people who can decide you know what the rules are how to enforce the rules or you know um what they want to fund <laughs> right like they claim that oh, our taxes uh, goes to this, that, and the other, but we don't actually get to choose where our taxes go, right? You have to wait for some referendum, for some um, vote that you know barely, uh, barely describes what you're actually voting on. You don't actually get to see where where, where your dollars are going, um, and the only people who who are are lobbyists, which are you know special moneyed interest groups, and so they can lobby for their specific thing more directly. Right. While the average person cannot. Um, and even if we do, you know, have our get our own lobbying group, right, the average person like the, um, the working class lobbying group or something like that, it still won't be as effective as these billionaire um, lobbies. Right. This is the whole problem with capitalism is that the people with more money have more say. Right. This is the 
and this is something I've, I've come to come to realize lately too not even realize but like i've always realized but like coming to being able to communicate more is that i think a lot of people mistake capitalism for things that are not actually capitalistic like are not actually um exclusive to the capitalistic system i'll put it that way right a lot of things we love about our society about you know um especially here in the west or but pretty much in many places right that so-called that claim to love, love capitalism the vast majority of people what we actually care about is things like this right freedom <laughs> and by that we freedom what do we mean by freedom right because it's a big thing freedom in terms of being able to say what we want to say right um without being um destroyed by the government right like like in many of these places like whenever you talk about free speech you say oh that's why it's not china that's why it's not this that and the other right um and that that's an addict that's a valid thing there right um but also in terms of what we want to be right you don't have to if you want to make some career if you, if you want to do whatever career you want right theoretically theoretically and i'm going to get into this theoretically we can do whatever we want right you don't you, there's no government saying no you have to take this position you have to do this you know and stuff like that um on top of that you know freedom to and <laughs> what we're finally you know kind of trying to get more of like to love who you want to love to marry who you want to marry to do all these things um that you haven't really seen throughout uh hierarchical history not history in general but hierarchical the history of hierarch hierarchical societies right um and hopefully you might see where I'm going with this, but like a lot of these freedoms and these ideas and, and added to that, you know, on top of that, we like conveniences, right? The convenience of being able to, like I said, get any type of food that you want, um, not have to worry about where your food is coming from, but there's a huge addendum there, right? But I'll get back to it. Um, uh, being able to make an invention and get credit and profit, um, you know, from it, get basically, I should say, get rewards from it, right? Um, we like being able to, uh, you know, do fun things <laughs> together, right? Uh, where there's games, watch movies, you know, all these types of things. We like, uh, different pleasures and all this other stuff. Um, so a lot of these things that we enjoy, that we are proud of, are not actually exclusive to capitalism. And this is what really kills me about this stuff right is that we we claim that we're we're so free right but in reality capitalism really really limits us right it limits who is able to be free it limits oh wow that's that's cool sorry i selected the star and it just had this whole new warp screen thing but yeah, it limits who is able to be free. It limits how you're able to move about life, right? Our entire life is pretty much controlled by, you know, how much money you have, by, um, you know, what you're able to do in life, what, what, ac what access to resources that you have, right? And because of that, we, the so-called freedom that we're so proud of is very much you know um not ours right it's very much kind of uh 
a sham in many ways, right? It's 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 theoretical, it's surface level, it's, you know, a fake in in many ways, like it's not even um I got somebody communicating to me. Incoming transmission. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm going to remain silent. Comms override. You left me. All right. So, <laughs> but yeah. Alright, my simple mind cannot play this game while I'm talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just got distracted by the whole galactic map. Started looking around and trying to figure... I... This is a unsuccessful experiment. Sorry. Maybe I have to try walking soon. Um, but yeah. I forgot what I was saying before. I'm so sorry, y'all. This is, this is probably a terrible episode. Um, oh yes, so a lot of the stuff that we you know, claim ourselves to, to, to like about capitalism is actually not exclusive to capitalism, right? So all the things I listed before, you know, even me playing No Man's Sky and all these things, we have this very big um, recency bias. Excuse me. Or um, proximity bias, right? Where just because a lot of things that we know and love, you know, that we got from capitalism, we think we could only have gotten from capitalism, right? But I don't, I don't really think that's necessarily true. Unfortunately, this is not something that's easily proven, right? And this is the unfortunate part of this, side of this. Is like my personal theory is that a lot of the things that we have gotten, we probably could have gotten without capitalism, and we would have done better, right? Um, for instance, you know, like the internet. Right, a large part of the reason why we even got the internet was not due to capitalism, was but due more to number one, military, you know, investment and 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 you know, kind of um, military defense type of thing, but also number two, um, kind of ac academia, right, and a kind of socialistic approach to to academia, right, the 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 desire to share knowledge with the entire um, academic system, right? To share knowledge between different schools and things like that, right? Like the the whole invention of the internet, you know, was not from a capitalistic standpoint, right? Nobody was trying to build something that they can uh, privatize and capitalize and, you know, um, make a bunch of money off of, right? All of that only came, you know, decades after the foundations were already created and you know some of these companies were like oh wait let us let us get into this right let us let's get a piece of the pie um and some people was have this well i'm not gonna go into all that but like the the point here is that a lot of and this the same thing goes for like a lot of infrastructure right a lot of construction a lot of um um like what do you call it uh food systems like or just systems in general Supply chain, goodness, there we go. A lot of supply chain um, things, right? A lot of this came from the desire to either socialize or um, industrialize um, or, you know, militarize in some some shape or form too, right? 
so I'm not going to say that we can't get good things from bad, you know, things like a lot of infrastructure and a lot of throughout a lot of history of civilizations have been created um, primarily due to the desire to get their military more quickly from one place to another to collect taxes, you know, more efficiently and things like that. Right. Um, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that you could only have gotten those things from those places because you got to remember once again some of the earliest cities and things like that were not created by hierarchical people or militaries or things like that. It was created by hunter gatherers who wanted to come together to create big rituals, right? Big gift giving ceremonies, right? That was the purpose of a lot of these early cities. And then people started to run with that idea like, Oh wow. What if we do this? What if we do that? Right. Uh, but they had no way of knowing where that would lead. So today, a lot of the things that we, you know, uh, ascribe to capitalism is not even due to capitalism some of it is don't get me wrong but it's not exclusively due to capitalism right um or it's not exclusive in capitalism meaning you can there's there's three things here number one there's things that we benefit from today that are not due to capitalism at all things like science <laughs> you know germ theory right which is one of the biggest things that have actually helped humans throughout history is germ theory um, is understanding, you know, sanitization and how to keep clean and all this other stuff, how to um, uh, heal people and things like that. Like all that is not a capitalistic win, right? It comes from uh, science and you know um, this this kind of resurgence of people being able to actually explore, you know, these these realms of uh, knowledge, right? Uh, number two, though. Is stuff that is that might be due to capitalism and is due to capitalism in some shape or form, but it's not, you know, exclusive to capitalism, right? Things like industrialization, right? A lot of the industrialization, and I, by, me, by that I mean like the creation of infrastructure, um, of large scale infrastructure, right? So, for instance, uh, roads and highways, like, you know, things like that. Yes, a lot of it was due to. You know the the added profit that you get from capitalism, creating um, this this cycle of a uh, of a uh, prosperity and things like that, if you want to call it that. But a lot of that has been done throughout time, right? Re regardless of capitalism, like before capitalism even existed. So capitalism is not exclusively due to that. But also, there are also things that capitalism has maybe exclusively created but it's not exclusive to capitalism meaning that we can have them even in a in a system that is not capitalistic right take for instance you know businesses <laughs> or like st scaled scaled up businesses you know startups and things like that right this idea like the central idea of a startup is not exclusive to capitalism the central idea of startups is simply a group of people who really want to build something cool and and um, iterate on that quickly and then scale up that idea, right? There's no actual reason why that has to be limited to capitalism. And so I point all this out because a lot of the things that we that we say we have to do today or is it the only way to do it is actually not true. And this is really important when we're thinking about, you know, how to solve these climate change problems, as well as how to solve housing issues and all these other things. Because if we keep on trying to come up with capitalistic solutions, then we're going to keep on coming up with uh, the same capitalistic problems.
right? The same issues that are precisely due to capitalism, uniquely due to capitalism, and are not going to be solved, you know, with capitalism, or are going to, only going to be solved if we let go of capitalism. Same came, the same thing can be said for any other system of, um, you know, like system, right? Like before this, we had, you know, uh, imperialism, like, you know, many would say capitalism is just a, just an evolution of imperialism, but, you know, a lot of monarchy type of things, like they had their own pros and cons, right? But we, we start to see that the cons far outweigh the pros, Right, the pros of having a good leader and keeping him in charge and stuff like that was was not really enough to overtake the massive cons of the fact that nine times out of ten, or at least a majority of the time, you won't necessarily have a good leader. Right? There are so many kingdoms and empires that died precisely because of bad leaders. So if you put all your eggs in one basket, i.e. in this authoritarian leadership, then as soon as any of those eggs spoil, the whole basket goes. Right. This is why one of the reasons why we move from from monarchy and, and these these sorts of systems. But on top of that, right, is what we see is that even with a good leader, it's highly likely that you create a system that has these externalities. And by that, I mean things that are being done wrong, that are bad, meaning that are harming people, that are outright killing people or more or excluding others or taking people's exploiting things and stuff like that but are not in their realm of care right because a lot of the one of the big problems with a lot of these these authoritarian rules is that even if you have a good leader they can only care about those people their people what about the people outside of that kingdom right <laughs> you can't really care about them because they're not your people and if you do you come up with this um justification to go out and expand your rule and which you know creates more corruptive power and more military you know might and more of that you know combative aggressive you know wars and all this other stuff right so anyway you slice it you have a lot of these cons that outweigh the pros and i think the same thing goes for capitalism the same thing goes for pretty much any hierarchical system right that's the fundamental problem with any hierarchical system is that you have these externalities that cannot be squared away, right? That are always going to head butt heads. But in an egalitarian, anarchistic, you know, type of world, you don't really have that as much, right? It's 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 very much limited. It's very much constrained by the fact that even if you don't care about a certain class of people, somebody cares, right? And Furthermore, your care doesn't turn into um, colonization, right? Empire building, <laughs> right? You can say, oh, as a as a prominent person in this group, you know, um, and by prominent mean like highly respected, right? It doesn't mean you have to have any sort of power, but you can say you're highly respected in this group. That doesn't mean that you automatically have a have a right to go and conquer the other group. Or go and you know take their resources, or go and do whatever to the other group. No, if you think you're the best person, or have this wisdom, or whatever, you go to the other group and try and share your wisdom, and they can choose for themselves if they want to take that or not. Right? All that to say that 
I think we can get a lot of these same benefits that we enjoy, you know, infrastructure, um, convenience, um, uh, advances in technology, you know, freedom to, to invent and, and get rewards from your inventions and all this other stuff. Like we can get all of that without capitalism, <laughs> right? All of this stuff, like I hate when people say, oh, free market, right? Number one, free market is almost anathema to capitalism, right? Because what is the free market? The free market is one where everybody has the ability to, you know, um, voice their opinion through their wallet, right? Through their dollar. They can buy what they want to buy. They can live where they want to live. They can do what they want to do, right? But in capitalistic system, it's literally built on exploiting and capitalizing. So you want to create for yourself a closed garden. You want to create for yourself a moat, right? Where you create a business or a service or whatever, and you lock people in so that they can't leave. Like this is this is the <laughs> this is one of the, the the things that are that makes a good business, quote unquote, good business, good, right? Is forming its own monopoly. Is getting into a place where you have no competitors, where your customers cannot leave because there are no options, because you make it extremely hard for them to do so. Right. Like this is <laughs> it's it's so crazy to me that people can say free market and capitalism because they seem almost opposed to each other. Because the most successful businesses or services or whatever in a capitalistic system locks down the marketplace. That's the whole point. It's a lock down the marketplace because it's expensive to compete. Nobody, no, no big business wants to constantly worry about their margins and all this other stuff against all these competitors out there and, and keep on innovating and all. No, like capitalists don't want to innovate. They only do so when it, when it becomes profitable, when there's a, there's a obvious and big profit, you know, incentive. If we want free markets, then we, we, we can't use capitalism. Anarchism is more free market than actual capitalism. And this is not a appeal to ANCAP. This is not an anarchist capitalism. Because again, the biggest problem with anarchist capitalism is because it's mostly capital. It's, it's just laissez-faire capitalism. It's just let the rich people do whatever they want. <laughs> That's not anarchism, right? Anarchism is actually free market. Because people can actually choose what they want to do right what they want to buy and all this other stuff if they you know what they want to trade for instance in a capitalistic system you can build coercive mo models in which you force people essentially force people to do what you want right by leveraging certain things by buying a bunch of real estate and only you know letting certain on that on the market so people who every like there's a bunch of people who need housing but only some people can actually you know afford can actually have a house so you ramp up the pricing like all of that is incentivized through capitalism capitalism literally needs regulations in order for it to to work for it to not collapse upon itself you know nearly instantly and and just go right back to you know um uh fiefdoms and 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 things like that but regulations isn't going to solve capitalism because the capitalists can just be the regulators 
they can just buy off the regular. They can lobby for whatever they want in, in order to you know, strengthen their monopolies. That's what we see all the time in everything from real estate to you know, the internet to um, uh, food, you know, all these places. So if we care about, you know, the idea of, for instance, inventing new, new um, innovations and, and getting that out to people and all this other stuff, then we have to create a system in which people can, you know, um, actually have time for creativity. Another big problem with capitalism is that because everything is a commodity, Right, and this is another this is another reason why capitalism doesn't work with anarchism, because in anarchism, like you just you just can live. You don't need to pay in order to to make a living, in order to survive. Right, your your needs are met by the community that you're in. Right, like the food that you want to eat, the housing, and all all that stuff is supplied by just living at all, right? Just being alive and being you know in a community. Um, we have this idea today that uh, most of us don't even know what a community is, which is so crazy because literally community is what humanity does. That's the, one of the singular things in which we do differently than uh, most other animals is that we create communities. We literally cannot survive as completely individual creatures. So the very idea of being individualistic by just going out in the woods by yourself and just, you know, living life just like that, that's not even what living is for a human being. So, you know, by living, I, I, I do mean together with people that you trust and, and can depend upon because that's what it means to be human, right? So we need to go, we need to build more systems in which we show people what that really looks like, right? Where you can have this property, you can grow food, you can trade with people who grow different foods, you know, or different and do the same thing for other types of systems. So not only do you, you know, can you grow your own foods, but you can also, you know, make your own clothes, make your own technologies and other types of technologies and things like this and share it with other people who are doing, uh, creating things that are different. And then, you know, sharing that knowledge. And if you have an idea for bigger projects, you go and work with other people who want to build that project, right? Like, these are all things that we can do today. That's what kills me. These, like, our current technology will make it so much easier to, to be a hunter-gatherer type of society or be another, you know, it doesn't even have to be hunter-gatherer. It could be egalitarian. Like, I mean, not, I mean, it's always going to be egalitarian, but it could also be set, settlement-based. Right? We could still live in one area. But our current technology makes that way easier to actually do that. Right? All the downsides that people have about, you know, um hunter-gatherer cultures, we've solved now. Right? Let's run them down real quick. Just real quick. People complain, oh, hunter-gatherers, they 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 struggle with food. That is a lie. Like we actually have data that shows that they didn't struggle with food. <laughs> Most people didn't die by starvation. They died by um, eating the wrong things, right? Or, you know, um, trying to hunt things, something that was dangerous or, you know, um, something that was poisonous or something like that, right? Like all many of the causes of death, there doesn't seem to be many causes of death that are due to actual starvation. And um, there might be some due to malnutrition, right? 
but that's not the same thing as starvation. Many of us are malnourished today, <laughs> despite all the food, because it's, it's very easy to eat the wrong things or to not realize that you're missing key ingredients in your diet, right? But we can solve that today, right? We can see what what vitamins you need, all these other things, and supply that. So, you know, people, so really, when people say, oh, people struggle with food, there's an addendum to that that people people struggle with finding the right types of food, right? Um, and in which case we still do today, but we do have the ability to solve that. Number two, things like danger, right? Um, again, this is a big one because there's this misinformation that people, you know, were really worried about some other person coming to kill them. When in reality, that was never the case for most hunter-gatherer societies. It was the case only for those hierarchical societies that figure that wanted to go to war and it was a better strategy for them to come and steal from other people than you know do their own hunter gathering right and this is what we see today the same thing it's like it's a better strategy for capitalistic places to go and take resources from other quote-unquote third world countries right take their resources in order to capitalize on that Right. These are still not only what's funny is that not only are the many of the things that people complain about hunter gatherer cultures and things like that, other quote unquote primitive societies, primitive peoples, not only are a lot of those things are things that we can solve today, but there a lot of those things are problems that we still have today. And it's not because we can't solve those problems, it's because we do not. It's because our current system incentivizes those types of behaviors. So, anyways, yeah. Um, food, uh, safety, you know, we, we've, we have, we can eat, we, we can solve the safety problem, but a lot of it is once again, incentivized by this, um, culture of warfare, right? So how do you solve that building communities in which you actually care for other people? And we know this works because again, we see in archeological data that most hunter gatherer societies did not go to war, right? Most of them did not die due to other people like the, 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 Yes, there are people that did, you know, die by, you know, other people, but that was rare compared to um, uh, these these war settlement, you know, based places and compared to today, <laughs> right? There's if you had to look up the murder rates, right, in hunter gatherer societies versus any, you know, Western country today, it will be way, way higher today than it is in those hunter gatherer cultures. So we know that. You know, living in a type of community where you trust other people, where you, you know, see other, see random people too, strangers as opportunities for story time and for exploration and things like that. We know that that sort of culture fosters more peace and um, more safety. It's not perfect, of course, it's, but it's better. So we can also solve that. Um, uh, what else? Like convenience, I guess. Right, things like being able to get uh, uh, water easily, being able to, you know, transport transport from one place to another, being able to communicate um, with people that are living far away from you, all of that we saw today with science and technology, and which are things that we can still use outside of capitalism, right? So, um, I'm not sure if there's any specific, you know, thing that we care about in our current society that we can't. Um, do outside of our current system. That's something that 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 is that people have to realize. So all this, to, um, I'll probably end it here and that and saying that um, I've been thinking about how 
I can share, you know, these ideas more effectively and more widely and more, you know, kind of visually, right? Because I think it's very hard for a lot of people to imagine these sorts of things. Because I mentioned before in other podcasts that a lot of people find it difficult to imagine a better future because we're so inundated with this, like, yeah, inundated and indoctrinated with this idea that our current way of life is the only way to live and it's so much better than every other type of way of life. But in reality, that's not true, right? So what I want to do is 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 create like a sort of encyclopedia of ideas, of world building, showing both alternative histories where, you know, we can imagine what people might have done, you know, uh, if they didn't go down the hierarchical route or the capitalistic route or whatever, and at the same time, starting from where we are today and imagining, you know, what would it be if it was just a little bit better, right? If I was like a little bit more talented, if I was a little bit more, you know, um, confident in myself, you know, what are some of the things I would have done? Like, you know, creating a better movement, inventing more things, you know, stuff like that. Rather than talking, I would have done more stuff if I had more ability to do so, right? So... And the same thing goes for anybody. Like I would, I would create a a world where people can imagine. What if I was a little bit more, you know, this? Like, what what would that look like, All right? Um, you know, if 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 democracy was a little bit better, right? If if capitalism was a little bit, you know, I can't say better, but like there's less capitalism, right? Um, like I want to explore all these ideas and put it and package it in a way that makes it easy for people to not only see and visualize but also rift on so that they can also take and you know apply it to their lives and you know uh feed their imagination for these uh utopian ideas and a lot of it will be utopian right and utopian in terms of you know just a better world not a perfect world there's no such thing as a perfect world right but i want to show people that a better world can be very realistic right um because we have so many of these incredibly dystopian worlds and we don't question the fact that most of them aren't even realistic these dystopian worlds but as soon as there's something vaguely utopian we say oh we, we, we're the most critical of the thing right <laughs> so i want to you know play around with this idea where you have these slightly better worlds that are i'm gonna call them utopian but aren't really like they're not perfect but they are better right they're measurably they're they're measurably obviously better than where we are but you can still see like the problems therein right i think that will that will help people to begin to really engage in these ideas because i feel like a lot of the utopian ideas that's that's otherwise put out there are things that are so different than our current way of life that people can't imagine them can't imagine them being real or they masquerade as being perfect as solving every problem and that is also comes off as very unrealistic and 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 it makes people or i put it like this like and those they they masquerade as utopian they say oh everything's perfect but there's this really dark undertone right and it throws people off the entire idea of utopianism right it makes it makes the whole genre or i you know concept of living imagining a better world as almost like you know a gotcha 
like oh yeah you want to live in this perfect world where everybody's eating babies or something like that right like it's it's so stupid that that you know that's that's how the mainstream kind of you know approaches this idea so yeah i want to i want to create a, look, a little encyclopedia where i'm sharing my ideas more and i'm really gonna you know um define a lot of these ideas and detail them out some some more so that people can really take it take them and run with them and i want to also build an entire world where there's like a it feels like very solid right it feels very realistic um i don't know exactly what's gonna what that's gonna look like but yeah i think that will help people and that, that's also something that will help me right because one of my biggest problems today is that i i i'm not that talented <laughs> right I, i'm not a coder um i'm not a visual designer i'm not a you know um artist i'm not a you know i'm not even a great of a writer right at least not in terms of writing stories like i i, I really don't care or like characters like don't get me wrong i can appreciate a good character and when other people's writing but when it comes for me to write characters and stuff like that I, I just it really drains me i don't know why uh why well, I, I do know why but <laughs> that's a conversation for another day um but nonetheless i don't like writing characters so i constantly procrastinate you know with writing my own stories um, and yeah, I'm trying to like also write stories. I, I still do want to write stories, but I want to, you know, write stories about, you know, like animistic things like water and earth and air, you know, as their own beings and things like that. Um, and I think another reason why I've been procrastinating with that stuff is because, you know, not only because it's feel of failure, but also because I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to make them seem like characters and like draw characters in because I know that people like that. But I need to just do my own thing, right? I need to just suck it up and be like, hey, it's not going to have characters, right? It's just, there's this idea of water. It's it's alive, yeah, and it does cool stuff, like whatever. You know, I, I just need to accept my my weirdness, right? And go with it and be confident in not that other people will like it, but that I am trying my best. <laughs> and I hope that is enough. So that's something I'm going to work on with myself, you know, into the new year and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, thank you for for listening to this, especially if you managed to, to, to crunch through those first 20 minutes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I probably won't do this again. Um, even though I still think there's something there. I don't know. Maybe I just try another game or... or a game that I'm more comfortable with that I've actually played in, in, in recent history so that I actually know what the hell is going on so I don't have to think about what I'm doing. Because um, I guess w when I'm walking, I don't have to think about too much where I'm what I'm doing, right? But I'm still moving. So my brain is kind of like functioning better, it feels like. So um, I want to figure out how to, how, to, how to do that even when it's rainy and wet and I, and I don't want to walk. Um, but yeah, I'll end it there. As always, thanks for listening. And uh, let me know what you think about this stuff. And let me know if you want to join in on my projects. You know, I love help. But yeah, that's it. Have a great day. See ya. Bye-bye.